Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Capable Podcast, where the goal is to bridge the gap between mobile abilities in this fun mini series. And today's episode is actually the last episode of this mini series. And we are joined by my sweet mama and my sweet sister, which you have heard from both of them so far. And today's episode is a little bit different in that we're actually giving you practical ways to implement inclusivity and educate yourself more on this community. So those individuals with a mobility disability, and there is so much truth in this episode. There are practical steps you can take regardless of your age. I want to get right to it and I want to remind you that all of the resources mentioned in this episode are going to be found in the show notes as well. Here we go. Okay, so we have made it to the last big episode of the podcast mini-series, The Capable Podcast, and to this point, you have heard me have a discussion with Kendall, who is my sister, and my mom, who is obviously Kendall's mom, and caregiver as well, and both of those discussions have been super informative, and I think that It's been eye-opening, hopefully, for everyone listening in some way, and we've discussed a lot of different injustices and forms of discrimination and things that we want to see changed in the world, and I think it's important to bring all of those things up, but it seems a little silly to just talk about all those and then not provide listeners with practical ways to go about implementing change into their own environments and communities, so today, I'm here with Kendall and my mom yet again. You guys want to say hey? Hello. All right. And today we're going to, just like I said, be giving you practical information because this is for everyone. You don't have to do a bunch of, you know, scholarly research to make good change. And while we're focusing mainly on the community that is you know, made up of wheelchair walker, arm crutch users, this, you can apply this to absolutely any uh, minority community in your life. And that being said, I think it's important to start out by mentioning that kids are like sponges. Mm -hmm. So everything that they see, whether that be on TV, in books, from a parent, from a teacher, from their friends, from family, whoever, wherever, they're going to absorb it and they're going to act on that. And actually a really great resource that I'm going to link in the show notes is from the Baylor grad school with their social work program. And they did a ton of research on how to create inclusive culture. And um, they have specific resources for each age group that parents can and teachers can start giving to their kids when it comes to um, just making this community better. So one of their quotes that I really liked says, an inclusive culture begins with understanding that children are able to identify differences instead of pretending those differences don't exist. What would you guys think about that quote? Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, because what's important, I think, is to teach your kids early on that there are differences and to accept those instead of acting like someone, you know, acting like it doesn't exist or, Uh you know, don't look at that or don't talk about that because, you know, 
everybody wants to be treated with the same level of respect. You know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what, you know, what they're, whether they have, whether they're in a wheelchair or they have a walker or, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter or, you know, what, whether they're a different ethnicity, whatever it is, everybody deserves to be treated mm-hmm. with the same amount of respect. So I think it's important early on to teach kids that there are differences and, you know, just go up and, and talk to those people, just go up and be friends with those people. They're just like you are. Yeah. Kendall, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I agree. And I also think it's important, especially with not just people with disabilities, but maybe nonverbal kids or kids with mental disabilities also, because I think that's mainly when parents are going to be like, oh, like, leave them alone, whatever. And I think it's important that, like, everyone just treated, like, each other. Like, it's mm-hmm. not yes, I love set that. apart. That's so good. Like each other. That's perfect. So that being said, it can seem probably overwhelming to parents to like, how, how do you teach your kids, teachers who are in the classroom, what can they be doing? So I'm going to ask you guys about what are your general recommendations? Do you have books, movies, websites, just practical advice um, from a parent's perspective and then from a your, I guess you're a teen, now you're 13, a teen's perspective um, for other kids. So either one of you can start and just kind of let the conversation roll. Okay, we can start books then. Okay. Okay, so there's this book, they're picture books. Mm -hmm. They're called The Able Fables and they're written by an OT, an occupational therapist. And I think they'd be good for teaching younger kids with because there are picture books and at the end they show um, actual kids who have disabilities. We have one with um, a little draft and a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and then we have one of a lion with a skin disease and I think they'd be good resources. So. And what are the names of the books exactly? Gary's Gigantic Dream and then Leah's Leah's Kind Mind. Yeah, those are both great books. They're really great books. And I think it's important because kids learn from books all the time. So when they start to see main characters Mm -hmm. who are wheelchair users or who might be blind or who have an invisible disability, Mm -hmm. right? they're going to start to realize, oh, if they're in my picture books, they're in the real world too. Yeah. Um, Mom, what do you have to say about you know, books, movies, whatever? Um, I think definitely those books that Kendall mentioned. And I also think um, the movie Wonder mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. great. I think everyone should see that. It's just, um, you know, just shows how, how easy it is for kids to it's just as easy to be kind as, mm-hmm. as it is to be unkind. And, um, you know, I think that it, you know, it's, it's important for kids to see that there are kids who, you know, especially in the movie Wonder where like they may look, you know, way different than what you're expecting, mm-hmm. but you still have to be able to realize they're still just a human being. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they want to be treated with respect and love just like you do. So I think that's a really good movie. I think it's important. Well, and that's a book. 
And so, it's a book. Kendall uh-huh. loved that book. She read that a couple years ago and really loved it. Um, and I think it's too, I think it's important too. Kendall, tell them about the, the, um, what's the, or the YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Um, special books by special kids. I don't really know why it's called books because they're not books, but um, it's videos of, I think it goes up to like 21 year olds, but Chris Ulmer is the guy who um, interviews them and he was a special ed teacher um, at a school and that's not what he wanted to be. He wanted to be a soccer coach, but he liked the job so much because he just needed a job and they had an opening and he liked it so much that he started doing this. And it's not many times kids with disabilities, it'll usually be different genetic disorders and stuff, but it's still the main message in all of them is like that they want to be treated the same way everyone else is. Mm -hmm. And they have a like probably like 500 different videos on that channel of different kids. So I like that one. Yeah. Definitely. I'll link that in the show notes as well. And that's a really great resource. When I was doing this project, um, I was looking at it and they just have a lot of good resources on their website as well. If you're wanting to become more educated and learn about different forms of genetic disorders or disabilities that aren't as um, well known, maybe mm-hmm. because that allows for this community to be seen even more as well, which is what truly needs to be happening. And one other question I have for you guys when it comes to, you know, raising your kids. So implementing practical resources where people with disabilities or characters with disabilities are the main characters in them. That's, that's a huge deal because kids learn from that, but also just by how parents and teachers talk so would you have suggestions for kids i know sometimes people recommend teaching kids to just go up and say hi or start a conversation or what from both of you from the kids perspective and the parents perspective what do you have to say about that um yeah i think instead of like telling kids not to stay or whatever just go up to them and talk to them and usually actually it's not kids usually it's adults who are <laughs> so true more, who stay or more and act like it's a bigger deal but um I think the kids also are just more likely to like come up and ask questions which I think if you're gonna like stare it's better to just ask questions because mm-hmm. you're not gonna know anything from yeah looking at someone and I know mm-hmm. for sure like Kendall especially is you know more than happy to answer someone's questions, you know, if they're, mm-hmm. if they're curious or, you know, they want to know, you know, like, you know, her story, Kendall's very happy to share. It's just, you know, you, it's much better to have someone ask you than like Kendall say, to have them stare, especially if people with like genetic differences or whatever, like no one yeah. wants to be. Um, and especially, I don't know if anyone in the medical field will hear this, but in case one of these people in my class is going on to go into the medical field, mm-hmm. um, just with your experiences, even yep. at the orthodontist or wherever, <laughs> where someone will hear your story and who's in the medical field actually, mm-hmm. and be like- Tell them Kendall about yeah, how sure they- um, Yeah, actually it's turned into more of adults because I feel like adults are the yeah, ones who actually yeah. need to learn they stuff. They need to learn too. <laughs> yeah. But it's not always the best to act super, surprised and 
act like wow that happened that type of thing like you have this condition whatever it is and sometimes people can also get a little bit too nosy and it's not the Mm -hmm. if you don't want to share with them you don't have to and I think yes adults don't some adults don't really get that Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that's a really important point that Kendall just made and I've learned that from lots of um there's some mentors that Kendall has that um, are also spinal cord injury people. And they've told me from the very beginning that like your right is to say, I don't really want to discuss that, you know, or I don't want to like, so if there's something you're not comfortable discussing, you don't have to share every detail. Not everybody is entitled to know every detail. So that's kind of off subject, but I think that's a really important, um, important point too. Yeah. I think so. Like we had said before, you know, go up to people and just ask questions and i think that there's definitely a space for that and you should if you're if you're genuinely curious and you're trying to learn and you're trying to grow Mm -hmm. i think there's a really great way to approach those conversations by saying like hey or if you're a parent Mm -hmm. saying like hey i'm teaching my child about inclusivity um could we talk to you we noticed you know you look a little bit he noticed you look a little bit different than him Mm -hmm. can you you know share or whatever approach it as an educational situation rather Mm -hmm. than and I think most people have enough common sense to know like if you're wondering oh is this too far should I ask this probably don't yeah also I think it's different with kids than adults like I think if you're yeah coming up with your kid or if a kid comes up that's fine but I don't really think yeah like 50 year olds need to be right like nosing in on for sure and Kendall what is that um I also think another good resource for people to check out would be it was it tim tebow's foundation yeah that was a really cool website you can kind of tell them what he does like he like sets up prom nights for kids with disabilities or illnesses that might not be able to like go to a high school prom Mm -hmm. because they're too busy or they're in the hospital or whatever and he sets them up at churches and um it's called night to shine i'm pretty sure and you just gotta go like get your nails done and like get ready and stuff and it's just like a break from everything so yeah he's another guy i will definitely share that in the show notes as well and just click through that website because it's amazing she's got another organization that yeah donates yeah Joni Erickson Tata she's um she has a book also I forget what it's it might just be her name but I read it in fifth grade before my injury and I really liked it um but she has a foundation where she goes to other countries also well she Mm -hmm. had spinal cord injury so she goes to other countries to help the kids there and um share ministry with them and stuff mm-hmm. so yeah yeah she's a, it's really cool and that's an organization you can actually donate money to she helps people get wheelchairs that can't afford them um like Kendall said she goes and shares ministry you know she's just um very faith-filled her story is amazing Kendall read her book in fourth grade which is just a god thing because that was before her injury but it yeah. was just all really cool so that's another um I think a good resource super great so hopefully we have left 
you guys with some practical steps you can take to either implement in your own life, or maybe it's prompted you to want to do more research, or if you're a babysitter or an educator of some sort, or you're going into that field where you're going to have an impact on a single person, which all of you will, <laughs> you can take this info with you. And I will leave all of the wonderful sources we mentioned in the show notes today. And um, of course, if you feel led i think one of the best things you can do is just pray for the community and just for more resources to pop up and that they would be less discriminated against and Mm -hmm. experience acceptance and accessibility so kendall and mom i really appreciate you guys taking your time and your honesty because i know it's going to impact people for good so you have anything to say i don't think so well thanks for doing this i think it's important all right well it's been fun hopefully this has been helpful Well, this has been so much fun and I've actually learned a lot more than I thought I would throughout this incredible fun little project that we got to do and it was a really big treat for me to be able to sit down with my mom and my sister and hear their honest stories, learn from them, combine the tools and resources that are more academic with their real life experiences and I truly, truly hope that today's episode opened your eyes to the fact, or maybe your ears since this is a podcast, to the fact that there are so many resources out there. We just listed a few that we personally love, but my hope is that this is a launching point for you to move forward and become more educated. Remember that you're never too young, you're never too old to start learning and to grow in this capacity because we can move toward a more accessible, inclusive, and aware community. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast mini-series, and don't ever stop bridging the gap between mobile abilities. Bye!